Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. As mm-hmm. soon as you walk out on stage in Regina, I want you to just yell, Hey, who wants the f***? Mm-hmm. You can't call them fringe. People get mad. Green Party's not fringe. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, I got to take that back. Green Party, you got a great chance of winning the election federally someday. I can't wait till you rule the whole nation and we have windmills behind every street corner. Mm-hmm. I wished I had done it. Now nah, I like get being, it taken care of. I like being in the mix. I want I want the buzz. Yeah, you want the hot buzz. All oh, those rulers clanging. Mm-hmm. I'm reading about the uh, Chilean miners that were stuck. Uh, yeah, that in was the mines. Mm-hmm. And the person who wrote the book, it's so strange. They brought it up four times <laughs> about whether the men had sex or not. They said, oh, they, they say pr- they didn't, but it's well known that that happens in the mining industry. Mm-hmm. Imagine reading that in your mind. You're like, what? Why? Wait a minute. I didn't have sex with any of those dudes. <laughs> why? Why, why are you lumping in me? <laughs> <laughs> who knows who we voted for? Who knows when we'll be appointed senators? Who knows if the Chilean miners <laughs> each other? You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Mystery Pod. Dance. Dance. It's no mystery that these are the last few days of October 2019. Crack one for us. Bye-bye summer. It's all over. My bye bye summer. My saying goodbye to summer is like you with each week of the NFL season. <laughs> I think you need to explain it. Yeah, that's we, on the TV. We do the TV show and we do the post game show after every single NFL game. After uh, every uh, prime time, right? So the Thursday yeah. night or the Sunday night or the Monday night. Yeah. And each week, Jay's like, "It's week seven already," <laughs> and it was like, it seems it, <laughs> week." Three already. <laughs> it just seems to be going so fast. I want it to slow down. It's like you wake up from a coma each week. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like that, but <laughs> it really, uh, really catches me off guard that we're in week eight, uh, and then next week will be week nine. Where does the time <laughs> gone? Where did the time go? It's uh, it's actually beautiful weather-wise in the city of Toronto. Yeah, beautiful. It was like a Sixteen degrees. It's supposed to be seventeen tomorrow. And then come Halloween night, the forecast is calling for torrential rain. Yeah, it's not going to be good. My, uh, it's going to put a damper on things. <clears throat> my neighbor, also named Dan, he's a uh, likes to give me gloomy news. Um, so I was, I, uh, I. I get all the leaves off of Main Street. That's my, it's my duty I've taken upon myself in Orono, Ontario. With your blower? Yeah, when it runs out of uh, batteries. Where do you go? I walk as far as the battery will take me. You, but So then you just move the leaves to a different part of Main Street. I just move them into the middle of the street off the sidewalk. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. So I saw Dan, and uh, he said, Now I see your uh, Halloween decorations out there. A lot of people... Uh, Nabbing those or taking gnomes and such. I'm like, if they want them, they can have them. Aren't gnomes a, more of a Christmas thing? I don't know. Then he or me. maybe <laughs> gnomes. But what really, gnomes? is that someone up to stealing Halloween decorations? I could see it. I could see it for sure. And then he told me about that. He's like, yeah, Halloween. Better bring a boat. What? Oh, it's gonna rain. The torrential downpour. I know. Oh by golly, Jesus! That is such a bummer. You'd rather have it be, you know, fifteen below yeah. and snowing than have rain. Like that sucks. So you lived 
in the middle of nowhere. I lived in the country as a yeah. child. Um, mm-hmm. So how did you trick-or-treat? Because we would have to hop in the car, mm-hmm. the entire family, six of us, mm-hmm. and go door-to-door. And it was freezing at times. But so would you, you go from farm to yes. farm? Okay, we didn't do that because we lived in town. Right, okay. So we were in a town of 700 people. It was pretty great, actually. The, the one thing I do remember, though, is that the costumes of the day were that, pla- like, you'd be Batman and be that yeah. plastic mask with the, like, string-like thing holding it. And it breaks immediately. And it would break immediately, especially in the cold of northern Alberta. Because I remember always it would be freezing. It would always be snowy and freezing. We'd have our winter coats on over our costumes. Yes. And then you'd get to the house and they'd be like, who are you? I'm like, oh, under here, it's Batman, <laughs> whatever, give me my candy. So did the farmers get dropped off in your neighborhood then? That I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the farmer farm kids did in my town. I assume they did. But I remember it was just a, it was a bounty in that small town of just tons and tons of loot. Well, we got tons because you'd only go to 15 houses because that'd take an hour. And they'd only get 10 kids, so they're giving you stuff out of their fridge. They're like, here's hey, some milk. <laughs> you want to have a side of beef? Have some cheese. <laughs> I'm just a child. Here's a chicken leg. Now get out of here, kids. Get off my farm. Yeah, so, uh... Speaking of farm, uh, hmm. farm towns, I was in one on Saturday night. It was outstanding. It reminded me a lot of Boyle, Alberta, where I spent my uh, first few years of my life before I moved to Athabasca. Uh, Miami, Manitoba. And you didn't know this place existed. Well, I, I think a lot of Canadians didn't know. I did not. Uh, I, and I lived in Man- in Winnipeg for two years. I didn't realize Miami existed, though I was reminded of a story, a famous story about Miami, Manitoba, that I had forgotten, and several okay. people told it to me uh, that evening. So I went to Miami to speak at a fundraising dinner in Miami, uh, raising funds for various grants uh, to be given to people in the area for different stuff. They've raised a, a half a million dollars over 10 different uh, uh, dinners over the course of the last decade. They've done really That's well. That's unreal. And beautiful hall, like just a classic hall built in 1977 in Miami. Beautiful hall, probably hosted every wedding and all the graduations over the years. It was a great time. But um, they told me a story, and I I remembered it when they were telling it to me. Uh, And I don't know if it was back in the late 90s or early aughts. I think it was Power 97, the big rock radio station in, in Winnipeg. And they had a contest because the Super Bowl was in Miami that year, Miami, Florida. So, you it's know, a trick contest. You know where I'm going with this. Yes. So, so you know, they're like, all right, win a, you know, you win, a t- <laughs> you, you win a trip to Miami to see the Super Bowl. I think that's literally what they said. A trip to Miami to see the Super Bowl. So, you know, I don't know how many people won. Let's say, you know, 10. So the winners are all, I guess they're all picked up in a bus, you know, and so... <laughs> And then I guess they thought they were going to the airport, you know, and then they and then all of a sudden they're driving the, you know, the hour and a half out of Winnipeg to Miami, Manitoba. And they get dropped off at, I guess it was Chatterbox was the local bar. Local bar, yeah. And uh, they were told that that was their trip to Miami to see the Super Bowl. And what they told me was that the DJ who did the contest was immediately fired. Oh, no, that's fired. That's a great station contest because people always talk about it. I agree with you, I, but I think the people who won the contest felt misled. They felt somewhat misled by that. Haven't we all been misled in life? Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. But CK it was a great time. DJ. But I, I, something happened that night, so it, everyone was so apologetic that they didn't invite you as well. Uh, and they were just like, listen, we, we 
we had it in the budget to hire one of you, and so we just hired you because you're the first name. It's Jay, and then next year we'll try to get Dan. Um, so I'm assuming you're going to be out there next year, and you're, you're going to have an amazing time. Love it. But my my shoulder has been killing me because I still my daughter's four, and I still carry her around everywhere because you know I'm a big sucker and. And she's like, Dad, carry me. So I carry her. And my shoulder's killing me. So I was saying that. I was at a table. Again, we did the thing where I, I was auctioned off. So I sat at a table with the, the table that bid the most for me. And what did they get from you? Well, I mean, it never got that far. But they didn't ask. I was surprised. But along that line, I having a great time. It was actually a young group of people from Carmen, Manitoba. And shout out to Richie. Richie was sitting next to me, and he's a huge fan of the pod. Has listened for years, loves the podcast. Richie, love you, bud. And Richie was wearing sandals to this uh, formal dinner, uh, which I appreciated. And so I just mentioned to Richie, I'm like, God, my shoulders kill me. I said, I wish, and I said this to my wife when I left for this trip. I said to my wife, I said, My wife. Why can't hotels have 24-hour masseuses on hand? Like, most of them have spas, right? I can tell you why. <laughs> no, no, I mean legit. RMT. I, I can tell you why. Registered massage technician. Okay, go okay, on. Like a, like, go on. <laughs> not, I'm not talking uh, Robert Kraft territory here. <laughs> I'm just talking someone to give me a rub down when I get back from the bar at 2 a.m. That's erections have returned. Totally legit. So I said this to this Richie, and he said, oh, well, my sister is uh, RMT. Uh, She's back in Carmen, because you have to drive through Carmen to get to Miami. He's like, I'll call her right now. You can stop by her house. She'll give you a massage. (laughs) And? Well, I thought about it for a second. Oh, you didn't do it? Well, I just, I I sincerely thought about it. I thought, okay, this is because, you know, we did the usual round of he's like, all right, you know, be careful. She's going to try to, you know, give you a happy ending and this and that. We joked. And obviously he was like, no, this, this is legit. Like she's a RMT. She'll just give you a massage. Uh, I think she'd be happy for the business. Uh, so I'll call her if you want. But then I was like, can I like, what's that like? I go into this house. OK, this this woman I don't know. I'm like, all right. So do I uh, where do I? Where do I strip down? I'm sure she has a station. But maybe, maybe she doesn't. Like, maybe she just has a table. And then, I mean, like, her bathroom, I'm changing. And then, do I shower? Like, sh- I feel like I should shower, maybe? But in a way, it's a dream client because her brother has already vetted you. Mm-hmm. Right, They know exactly. where you work. Right. Yeah, they know who I am. Yeah. And you know you, who I am. She doesn't have to leave her house. And you're paying cash money. I was going to pay... Cash money, top dollar, tip well. And I just thought this made like a lot of sense. But then I was like, oh, I don't know. It's just something about it in the end. I was like, maybe I better not. They know who I am. I mean, if Richie had come with me personally <laughs> and been like, uh, uh, sis, this is Jay. Jay, this is sis. Uh, okay, you can go strip down over in that room. Uh, she'll set, come on, it'll be fun. She'll set up the oils and, and the feathers in this room. I just have a vision of you arriving at a house in the middle of nowhere and there's a note come on in and you go in you're like hello yeah and it's just like that's what i was worried like she's hiding yeah that's what i was worried about that she would she would come out she'd be like are you here for your rub down (laughs) remove your clothing please come here 
lie down now. I will put the oil on you. So they and we are back in Winnipeg next weekend. Yes, for the live podcast, and it's perfect that our guest is here with us because he has so much experience uh, doing live shows all across this great country, and he's just a terrific person wearing a beautiful jacket. I was uh, it's doing Steve Patterson from the Debaters, and Steve, I was driving around doing errands the other day. I guess yeah. this would have been on a. Saturday? When's your show usually air? Saturday afternoon. Saturday. Prime and, time for certain and demographic. Pat, <laughs> and Pat Thornton, who was a, a guest writer on our show for the last two weeks, he was on the episode that I was listening yeah. to. I'm like, I just saw Pat yesterday. Worlds colliding. All your worlds colliding. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I always love it. And we'd love to have you guys come on our show. We'd love, even though no, it's a different network, so we'd love you. Too. That'd be so fun. We'd love okay, you. You too. would do good at it. You're. I always think, I'm like, oh, could I do this? No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I, I'm, your show makes me nervous thinking of being on it. I think you could. You guys could work as a team and take on any duo you like. Oh, okay, so Bert and Ernie. <laughs> so for people that don't know. <laughs> a real duo. <laughs> give us the, uh, the elevator pitch of your show so people don't know. So we, they know, they're in the end when we discuss it here. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just we have stand-up comedians doing debates. And uh, I moderate it as a stand-up comedian. And, uh, you know, it's like a political debate, only it's funny on purpose. Yes. And, uh, and no one's going to end up our leader. And uh, none of them <laughs> claim to have sold insurance in Saskatchewan. Those are the only real differences. This is our first podcast since the election came out because we did yes. election night. We didn't know what was going to happen. Let me yeah. ask you this, Steve Patterson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last week, I called the Green Party a fringe party. Uh-oh. Was that wrong? Oh, yeah. Really? I think so. What? <laughs> no, I well, okay, I, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Uh, how many seats are there in Parliament? I don't know. Maybe let's just say three hundred. But let's I don't know. Okay, sure. And they like Sparta. They, it's and, like Sparta in there. So they had one in the last election, mm-hmm. and now they have three. Yep. What's your definition of fringe? <laughs> <laughs> well, they would say because they have candidates that run in almost every riding, right? That they're not fringe anymore. Okay. But I say if your whole party can still fit in a Prius, yeah. you're a fringe. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't mean that. I mean, people think I'm attacking that no, party. Not I'm very much not attacking I the party. I said a Prius. It's yeah, a very environmentally it's a responsible yes. vehicle. It's a hybrid. No, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't mean think it is. I don't mean it in a bad way. I, I just mean to say that there's no chance they will ever govern. Ever. I like what the Saskatchewan party does, which is they've named their party after the province, and the people from Saskatchewan <laughs> know to vote for it. Yeah. And the Quebec Black Quebecois seems yeah. to have done the it same. It seems thing. like everybody should do that. Should yeah. we just start a Canada party? Yeah, yeah, or an Ontario party that's like just for Ontario. That's actually a really good idea. I don't know why we don't have that, but uh, I did write a song called "We Will Block You." Oh, hello, Block <laughs> You. <laughs> Looking very forward to doing yeah, that. They're on tour. back in a big way. They sure are. Yeah, I that guy know. rose it from the ashes. Yeah, Eve. He's very handsome. He's a very <laughs> handsome French man, and that's you know that's enough. That's enough. That's all you need, really. Once a, <laughs> every couple of decades, just a good-looking so, French guy. We're gonna have another election like two years, right? Um, and people are gonna approach that one and say, "Well, nothing changed this time, so the voting is gonna drop dramatically next time." If we have one in two years, that's I'm just because people wake up, they're like, "Well, nothing changed. It's never gonna change. I don't care anymore." You can't. I don't think. I don't think you can get anything done with a minority government. I don't honestly know how how it works, but you can't push anything through. Plus, the opposition feels like they yeah they're in control. Them. Well, they feel like yeah yeah so, uh, they feel like they're in control. But the bloc says they'll they'll work with them as long as it's in the interest of, of Quebec. Quebecers. Yeah, yeah. And then um, yeah, the NDP's a 
a kind of a shell of itself, and and they have no money apparently. Uh, about the bankrupt. NDP, I will no say cash. about the NDP, he didn't just jag meet my expectations; he jagsited them. <laughs> uh, he was so he happy. Was a rock star. He, he was, was a rock so, star. but he was so happy at the like they lost all those seats, and he was like he was partying like it was 1999. <laughs> he, out there. he won his. You yeah. Know? <laughs> When, when my twelve and eight year old are showing me videos of a Canadian leader, yes. where they're like, "Look at this," yeah. I'm like, "Okay, this guy knows what he's doing." Well, I hope that I hope he spends the time till the next election becoming just building uh, building a team. I feel like he was the the Connor McDavid of the election, a great yeah, player, right. but maybe the team yeah. around him not that's quite a ready. Really good analogy. But now Edmonton's really good, so that's a bad analogy. Well, but it's <laughs> that's still a pretty. Maybe it's the Leafs. Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah, it's the well, Buttletons. I'm a Habs fan, so I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy as long they can start the backup goalie against the Habs every game. Every time, Here, oh, that poor kid. Here's the final point on Jagme. <laughs> He's the only one that of the gentlemen that spoke like a human and not a robot. Yeah, because Trudeau, his we, victory we, speech. Oh my God! And his speech. We so go back dramatic. to his his speech uh, at so the dramatic. Raptors at the Raptors championship parade. It's not Shakespeare. Oh, he, was, he thinks yeah. every sentence should end with thunderous applause because yeah. that's how he delivers it. But it never does. It never has. We talked about Pat Thornton earlier. He made a, he made a great analogy after right after seeing Trudeau speak. He tweeted out, "I think Trudeau forgets that he's not cool. He's cool for a politician, <laughs> yeah. but in a, a general crowd like yeah. a sports crowd, he's not. He's not a cool guy. No, he's a guy trying to be. That's cool. a great analogy. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I think." We could have an election in two years, and it could be significant, but uh, Mr. Shear would have to step down and someone more appealing to all other people outside of the Conservative Party would have to run that party. I'm, I'm thinking of Peter McKay. I'm just going to say that. I'm throwing <laughs> yeah. that name out there. Well, uh, or, and I hate to throw this out there, there is a, another group of people. They're called uh, women, <laughs> and they could have a woman leader. Right. That would be something. Is there yes. someone you have in mind? Caroline Mulrooney, perhaps? Jan uh, let's Ar- get the Mulrooney. Jan Ar- <laughs> let's get the Mulrooney's against the Trudeaus. It's uh, yeah, it's it's Jan Arden and uh, <laughs> and uh, with Arlene Dickinson, a co a co. I like that Arlene yeah. Dickinson. She knows how to she work knows with what money. She's doing. Yeah. Uh, can we hear this the election? Clip? This is the clip for the championship parade. An extra in. Okay. But I gotta say, this incredible win by this incredible team was so Canadian. It was done with sportsmanship, with elegance, with compassion, and mostly with incredible hard work. There was some cheers. Yeah, he well, sounds excited. He, he got him at hard work. I think if he hadn't <laughs> thrown that in at the end there. He sounded a little hoarse by the way. He was. What else can I think of? (laughs) They showed up to their games on time. (laughs) The the Raptors are world champions. Hey, Liberals, we're world champions. The Liberal Party are world champions. Hey, I don't mean to get so deep in the weeds here on uh, political talk, but yeah, we are pretty. This is um, the best political podcast I've ever been on. I think it's been pretty, pretty good. I think we should do just a political (laughs) podcast. Is it? And just, we call it the fringe. the fringe. Is it just me or during the election? Did they hide Ford? We uh, never saw him. Yeah, not once. An easy, not not an easy once. He laid hide low. either. It didn't work though. <laughs> it sounded. We like knew it was he was there. It sounded like it was Bry request. I mean, I'm sure the people that knew where he was 
He was filling that room, you know? <laughs> Can I come out now? No, 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 no. Hey, another back. meeting. Not back, yet. Back to Etobicoke with you. <laughs> you know, people get up. People, it's, there's some jokes out there, you know? And he's, uh, I mean, sure, the Ontario government lost money selling drugs. But I can tell you from experience, it is not easy as a middle-aged man to go back to a job you excelled at in your youth. I can tell you that. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's true. I mean, it's, I, okay, let's talk about that. The losing drug money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, where is it? Because I, I liked when he... The one thing I liked that he did was it was going to be a government just like the LCBL, right? And, and it was all set up. And then he gets elected and he's like, no, I'm putting the brakes on that. We're going private. But he didn't have a plan. No, he didn't have <laughs> he any didn't, plan. He had, a, he had a good idea, but he didn't have an idea to execute that no. plan. So we have no stores. No. There are no stores anywhere. Like, you go to Alberta, the Wild oh, West. everywhere. It, Dan and I were just there. You're on a city block. There's four pot shops. And it's like, okay, this is how it should be. This yeah. is capitalism. If you right? guys are going to name drop, I'm, I was in Saskatoon last week. And there was one right around the corner from the hotel. Right. It was lovely. It was it's fantastic. Fully stocked. It was a very civilized experience. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's, you're supposed to be educating consumers who might not know about this product. Uh, Dan and I were in a shop in Granville in Vancouver. The guy was incredible. He was so yeah. educated. It was like an Apple store. The- and then in Ontario, there's no stores. No? There's nothing. No, I honestly thought he was just going to sell it from his mom's basement <laughs> for a while because that's where he was making his announcements. <laughs> I really thought the only pot store was going to be in Mrs. Ford's. But you think he, of compact. all guys, would, would go to the most successful drug dealer right. he knew with the nicest car and say, hey, can you run this for yeah, us? Yeah, take over this. Because you? you know what you're doing. Just right. do it. Right? Yeah. Because I, I know there's a, there's a community 30 minutes from me um, that they have uh, uh, weed shops on the reserve. The guy is having Brinks trucks coming, picking up money. They're making that much money. Yeah. How has the government not gone to them, maybe ask some questions or say, hey, can you help us out? Because they lost $20 million in the first year. Yeah. I don't. The Ontario uh, government did. I don't know. That's a real riddle. That there's not. It sounds like it's. A, it sounds like it's a joke, but it's not. How, yeah, do, you, how no. do you lose millions of dollars dealing drugs? Selling drugs. You, you have a former drug dealer run it. <laughs> yeah, you get the weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess times have changed. You know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. What else? Uh, what else is catching your attention? You said you were in Saskatoon. Yes. That's one of our favorite. Canadian cities. And we're going to be there this Friday. Are you? Yeah. You're doing the live podcast? Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are heroes there, right? You'll be carried out. You'll be carried out like Rudy. We (laughs) will. We will. It's a a sellout. Sure it is. Where are you guys at? Where are you at? We're at the Broadway Theater. Beautiful theater. Kirby runs that place. Kirby? It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll say hi. He's the only man I know taller than you. Please do say hi. He's a big giant of a man. Saskatoon is, yeah. And and there's uh, Aiden's restaurant out there. I've been there. Oh, that's right. Aiden's. And then there's Sticks and Stones. And there's uh, Little Grouse on the Prairie. They're all owned by the same guy. How did I not know that was there? They're all the same. Dale McKay is the owner of those restaurants. And every time I go back to Saskatoon, because we always have such a great time, and I'm like, Maybe it's because we have a great time. I'm just like, right. I'm like grandizing this place. Every time I go back, I'm like, no, this place is freaking beautiful. It's yeah. great. It was, it, I don't know if it still is. It was the fastest growing city in Canada for a couple of years. Saskaboom. And uh, that River Valley area, I love it. And I always stay at the hotel that looks like a castle and is haunted. Yeah, the Besborough. Yes, yeah. the yeah. Bez. Yeah, yeah the I Bez mean, is nice. It's, uh, it's a great city. And 
I was doing show. I was literally doing a show for insurance brokers of Saskatchewan oh, right nice. before the election. So it was great. I'm like, this is a big week for you guys. <laughs> this is a huge week. How much amazing sheer material were you able to uh, to unleash on this group? Well, but just everything that happened this election was uh, it was just a gift. It was almost too easy. It was almost to be like. I want to make it's a too joke. much material. Yeah, I don't want to just read the headline and <laughs> that I, gets the laugh. What do I have to cut? I know. What do I have to cut? It was the weirdest thing, but no one ended up talking about anything. Like, I watched the, uh, the, uh, the one English leaders debate there was, and no one had a chance to say anything. Like, by the end, it was just poor Rosie Barton just yelling at them. Yeah. Stop! Yeah. What <laughs> Stop! One at a time! <laughs> do, you, do you have an insurance joke that you uh, laid on them? Uh, not really. I have, okay. It's not really a joke. It's just my life. Uh, <laughs> my, my, I just said my my wife. I, I'll, this, I don't have any insurance jokes, but I can tell you. I can. You can tell how long you're married. My wife and I just went and got our life insurance updated because we have another child now. And I'm like, you can tell how long you've been married uh, by the length of time it takes for your wife to laugh at a joke about her killing you to get the insurance. <laughs> and I'm like, we are in the solid. We're in a few minutes now. It's like, uh, yeah. She, I've already thought of how I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. how, did she tell you? No laughter. Yeah. Then she said, um, snowsuit full of rocks, bottom of the lake in wow. the summer. I'm like, how wow. are you going to get in I was just going to say, how would she get you in there? I don't know. She, I'm not that bright. So she's, uh, now I know though. I'm not yeah. an idiot. Not she gets you drunk. She gets you drunk. Puts right? you in the snowsuit. She'll be like, yeah. She'll be like, oh, you're night night. And it's zzzz. <laughs> and I'm and like, then off the dock. it summer? <laughs> Wait a minute. Dock. Why are we going on a snowmobile? It's normal. Why is this filled ice? with rocks? This isn't comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just go with it. <laughs> yeah. When you do a corporate gig like that, do you um, do you try to get to know the people who've hired you a little bit before you go up there? Because we try to do that. Like right. we hate going out and doing kind of one of those gigs. And I like to get to know everybody a little bit. See if we can get a little kind of material that hits a little closer right. to home if we can. Right. I, I like to find out who's done the shows before. Right. And to see what they've touched on because I don't want to open with the same joke that someone's done for right. eight years mm-hmm. in a row. Um, but it was, you know, I think it was Brent Butt had done shows for this group. I'm like, well, who's that? <laughs> it's, that the, it's the Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, well, I'm not going to compete with that. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm all right. But I try to find out. I just want to know what's going on in the world at the time. And the election was just so it was so yeah. perfect. It was I, c- I couldn't have asked for a better situation than. Andrew Shear having lied about being a Saskatchewan insurance broker. You could lie. Yeah. You could lie. You're anything in the world. Go. I was an insurance broker, and it was amazing because it was. You know, you had the the blackface scandal. Yeah, and then you had the insurance scandal, and somehow the libs, to their credit, managed to spin that insurance scandal. To seem almost as bad as <laughs> I dressing, know. dressing blackface. as blackface three times, yeah, yeah. like a serial blackface right. dresser. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I I just couldn't understand that. Like that shows you the kind of candidate that people thought he was. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to slam anyone personally, but like it was. Uh, Man, it literally could have been almost anyone else running. It, would have oh, yeah. up. It yeah. was a very Canadian election. I remember one day uh, I was watching the news and they said, oh, the Green Party coming out with a, a new election promise. And it was... What's get, the party, sorry? Uh, the Green Party? Okay. Fringe. The Fringe, fringe Party. Okay, right. uh, they were going to give more money uh, for rural routes for the post office. I'm like... 
Who's latching on to this? Yeah. Who's... That was early, too. That was like yes. an opening that was out of the gate. Yeah, this will get them. Here we go. Postal routes. <laughs> we got them. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, they just... I, but once you know you're not... I, I realize this, this election. Once you know you're not going to win, <laughs> you can promise whatever you want. Like, we are also going to turn uh, fertilizer into space hats. Right. And we're going to uh, build a space, a functioning spaceship within the first week. Uh, and we're going to make sure... Sure, you know, because this planet, it's over for us. So we're building well, that's a work. We're getting part. out of here. Yeah. We mentioned this in last week's po- uh, podcast. There used to be the Rhino Party, and they would make uh, promises would make like those. that yeah. because it would be funny, and they they promise things like that. But they've dropped off. Someone sent me a direct message because I said I don't think there are any more Rhino candidates. He said there was one in his riding, but he didn't get enough signatures, or he didn't file the paperwork in time. Of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. No. <laughs> so I he didn't, was not in the election. I love that. I thought the marijuana party might make some headway yeah. now that now that it's legal. But right. they're gone, right? I didn't see no, a single. They don't have we, anything to fight for uh, now. No, that's right. That's, <laughs> I don't know what their mandate, but there's still a guy on the ticket. I think he just forgot to take his name off the ticket. I think when you voted, it. we talked about this last week. How many, do you remember roughly how many candidates were on Oh, yeah, 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 like the 10. Yeah, there's a lot. 11, yeah. It seems like too many. Yeah. It seems like we should cap it. Well, I only had four in mine. Did you? Yeah. Well, that's that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. I, but I felt that watching the American, like, Democratic oh, yeah. debate. I'm like, oh, can yeah. we yeah. narrow this let's, a bit? Let's like, this is why this movies down. don't have everyone that auditioned <laughs> the way, for the role in the movie. They, they picked a guy. Um, I just heard that Booker, who's running. Yep. He's going out with Rosario Dawson. I just heard that today. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. They're lovers. Oh, Corey, Corey, Corey Booker. Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's his uh, lady friend. Yeah, he did pretty well. So think about that. She could be the first lady. Wow. I mean, he's not going to win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she could still be the first lady. <laughs> so give us, give us your inkling. Why these people? Like, there's what? How many? Fifteen still left running for the Democratic nomination yeah. in the states. Uh-huh. They know they aren't going to win. Why do they keep it going? Book deals? Do they yeah. want to attach themselves to a ticket? Why keep going? Because you're just wasting people's money that donate the money. That's a good question. I think Jay... I think Jay well, I think it. it's... It, for them, I think Trump... You know how they said Trump, a week before the presidency, before the election, thought he was going to lose? Yeah. But would pro- was probably happy about that. Because yeah. now, suddenly, his speaking price went up, you know, quadrupled. He could, he could make more and more money. He, he was probably depressed when he yeah. won the presidency. Now, I think he was. So... Going back to this 15 candidates, I just think for all of them, it's just raising their profile. It is. Right? That's it. It is. You got to, you know, people, there are politicians that do good things, but I think if the people that do really, really good things, you don't know they're doing them. Like, they don't need to tell you everything they're doing. A politician can't, doesn't seem to have, be able to have a meeting without (laughs) showing it, like live. Like, I don't care that you're having a meeting. Do something at the meeting and they all seem to be you know taking a picture of every second of the day well trump just had to say that the isis leader that they killed was worse than uh uh, osama bin laden i don't know why you bring that up why you make that comparison today and today in chicago did you see what he did no i didn't so he was talking about someone being shot and there's a picture of the president of the united states pretending to hold a gun and pointing it out to the crowd that's going to be an everlasting image of this president. I'm, I just wanted to bring that up because I found it frightening that uh, he would... Dan is very affected by this president. Oh, well, no, he gives me stress. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mention on the podcast all the time, whenever he tweets, I will spend half an hour looking, looking at the at comments. Go, yeah, the thread. The yeah. comments, it, they're, they're fascinating. It's better than any book. I don't... I, I don't <laughs> well, it's certainly any book that he would write. For sure. I... Uh, 
I can't even follow it because it makes me too angry. I, I can't even yeah. make jokes about it because it makes me so mad that it even happened. And it, even if it's, you know, there's lots of great people in the states, but I'm like, something's wrong with your system. If this, hmm. if this is the, this is the person. But here's the thing: in. it could happen again. Yes, oh, God, it could happen again. I, there's no one on like I, I like uh, Elizabeth Warren, and I liked, but I, you know, if it was Elizabeth Warren against Trump right now, I'm not a hundred percent confident no. that the the Trump base wouldn't rise up and and get, vote him back in again. Just as W, I remember thinking, wow, oh, man, he can't. There's do no, it. Way. no way. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he, he was back. He was back. Well, the, well <laughs> I think the person who's benefited most from Trump's presidency is George W. Bush. Like compared, Absolutely. Yeah. Compared Absolutely. to Trump, he's JFK. Yeah, 100%. He's buddies with Ellen now. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. No, it's true. That's that's that. what uh, Will Ferrell's first Trump impression, uh, first Bush. Uh, Bush impression after Trump won was like, how you like me now? You know. <laughs> now, is it hard, though, because we've heard this, that the, uh, the late show uh, writers... Like it's tough because it's almost too easy, and they're yeah. they're probably going stir crazy. Because I watch um, Colbert, Colbert every night, and yeah. I watch uh, Seth Meyers every night, and fifty percent of the time, the jokes are almost word for word from show to show. Yeah, yeah. Because what can you do now? You're you're almost burnt out because it's it is just every out. day. The one that I watch is last week tonight because they go into some topic for like. 18 minutes. Yes. And, yep. the, and they, they, he's brought Michael Bolton on at least four times. And, uh, I'll, <laughs> watch, does I'll watch anything that Michael <laughs> Bolton does. He's always funny. Um, but they go into depth on, on actual stories. You they know? do. Whereas everyone else is kind of just talking about, uh, like, I can't, even hearing the name of that president, I don't even like to say it because I feel like he'll show up like Beetlejuice. He might be here. <laughs> he might be here right now. In he, fact, he might Mr. Be Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Lock him he up. Like to talk Lock to him up. Yeah, that was the greatest. I watched you guys that video. Oh, God. Yes. It was amazing. At the, the, the game in Washington. In Washington. Where they, they were showing the members of the military place going nuts. They showed Trump, and I've never heard booing like that in unison. Just the moment where he's clapping. And, and he sees me, it and hears and it. And then his face changed. I just wanted to have that in super slow. Mo, yeah, yeah. Just be, and then you can see that he's actually the devil at one point. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna, and Melania was up. there. What's Melania has to show up three times a year at something, right? So yeah. she was like, "All right, baseball game, I'll do it." Free, uh, free hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least she didn't wear some derogatory coat to this. Oh, one. oh yeah, derogatory yeah. coat. And also, we're gathering up the Cubans and keeping <laughs> after this game. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get off of that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know who should have been prime minister of this country when he was alive? Stomping Tom. Stomping Tom. That would have been a great. I bet you. Did I say president? I meant prime minister. I think he would have been a great president. I I bet you we wouldn't have lost money selling drugs with Stomping Tom in charge. No. No. And I think the anthem would have picked it up a lot too. (laughs) A little supposedly something. A little pace. Got some tempo now. Supposedly Stomping Tom liked to tipple a little. Yeah. And a designated band member had to stay up and drink with him. So you're like, no, your turn tonight. It's, you've got to stay up tonight. See, that makes him, that moves him up in my <laughs> estimation. So you're a, one, one thing I love about you, Steve, is that you like our show. And, I, um, <laughs> I love your show. And so. you, you send us tweets and you talk about specific things uh, about our show. And uh, I'm wondering if there's something in sports lately that has sort of caught your eye or that has, uh, has maybe bewildered you or or made you happy in a, in a fun way. You mentioned you're a Habs fan. I am a Habs fan. Are you are you happy with the direction of, of the Habs right now? One thing we always say about Mark Bergerman, your GM, 
no GM in the history of the National Hockey League is dressed this well. No, ever. no. He's a French man. Like, he puts it together. Absolutely. He looks Big good. Time. He looks good. Even if they lose, he's going to look good. He shows great restraint with not wearing a scarf because... <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been on a flight to Montreal, but most people are wearing scarves, <laughs> summer or winter. They just love their scarf. That's a scarf French work. thing. Good yeah. scarf Absolutely. work down there. Yeah. Um, no, I'm ex- I'm super excited about the Habs. I, I think they're kind of overachieving now, but they all, you know you can ride this. You can ride this wave of start. And uh, uh, who is it? Uh, it's Fletcher, right? That's on every time he's talking about the Leafs, and I catch him. He's like, they're soft. They're soft. Oh yeah. Eventually, it's going to get back to them, and they're going to have to. I think the Leafs need to pick up a man that's hard. Is that? Did I say that right? <laughs> it, it, it's. Kind of. I mean, it's it seems to be the consensus. They need a couple more hard men. <laughs> they just need a couple hard men in the back end, you know? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Just shoring things up. That's so right. You, Locking the holes. Have That's you right. been to a game at the Bell Center, and were you at a game at the Forum? I... Uh, I never made it to the old form, unfortunately. I saw Nordique's Habs game oh once. God. There was a line brawl. That would be crazy. That was yeah. pretty cool. I, I, had, uh, I was fortunate enough to do some things with the Ganey Foundation, so I would go to quite a few games. Uh, it's from my hometown, yeah. Peterborough, Ontario. Well, we were just taped debaters there just last week. Oh. The we're at the showplace? Show yeah. Beautiful theater. The beautiful showplace theater, yeah. I didn't know that was your hometown. I would have uh, made more of a stink to get you guys out there to that, but... Um, I, so I, uh, Bob Ganey used to get me, uh, you know, quite a few tickets to go to games when I when I wanted to, and I didn't want to take advantage of it. I don't know how much time we have for this. But, uh, oh, that's we've got yeah. all the time. Oh, do we, do we've we, got all yeah, the time for Bob Ganey. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Have you ever seen him smile? Yeah. Oh, okay. This, this one of the greatest moments was he was driving back from the gig that we did. I was driving his car. He had just put himself behind the bench. If you remember when that <laughs> happened, he had to fire. Oh yeah, Carbino, yeah. Right. And that was the day we happened to be driving to the fundraiser. So I've got all this news that's in my head in the morning. Like he's, he calls me up and he, I was just arranging a ride to go to the fundraiser. He's got Steve, I've got some news. I'm going back behind the bench. And I'm like, Bob, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like I can't. Like I, I just, I just scooped a whole new Twitter. <laughs> you can't send a quick tweet or anything. I know. I could. You got the window down, yelling it out. <laughs> so he, he's such a, he's such a generous guy. He is such a generous guy. I'm not talking past tense about Bob. Um, but he, he set aside tickets for me to the Patrick Waugh raising of the, oh my, the jersey yeah. that oh, night. Oh, oh, and oh. I didn't think he did. Like I was calling him to see if I could get him. Like I totally get that you can't. But my phone, something happened with my phone. I couldn't get messages. So I went back to my friend's house and we had a few uh, uh, neutralizers, you know, before mm-hmm. uh, something that recently became legal but wasn't totally legal. Then. Right. And we were just settling in to watch the game at home. And uh, then I get a call on my phone and it's Bob Gainey going, Steve, where are you? And he's, he's calling from the ice. Like, it's that close <laughs> to the game. He's like, come come down here. I got to get your tickets. Like, there's two tickets. It's too late. You got to go to the media thing now, not will call. So I go and... Someone had tried to scoop my tickets. They just oh. said they were me. The guy didn't check. And so then uh, two minutes later, I roll in with red eyes and my jersey and my buddy. And I go, I'm Steve Patterson. I'm here to pick up the tickets. And the, the French guy didn't believe. He's like, uh, you, you are Steve. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Bob Ganey's uh, daughter walked by at that exact time. Anna, she goes, Steve, thanks so much for your help with the fundraiser. Enjoy the game tonight. That guy... I don't know what happened to the two guys that got my tickets, but the guys that he got to get them out of our seats, I swear to God, were like Navy SEALs. He goes, Mr. Patterson, we will remove those gentlemen. <laughs> and, uh, and I went up to the media room, was, you know, eating hot dogs, oh, talking wow. to all the guys. Hanging out with Red Fisher, yeah, yeah, swapping stories. But the funniest thing was that we went in, and as we're, we get to the top of the stadium, 
we're leaning over, and the things come the, the things coming up in front of our face. Oh, yeah. oh the, the, the Patrick the Watt banner, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So that's our moment. That's that was happened. pretty wild. That is nuts. He buddies with Gainey. Yeah. Well, you I mean, buddies is probably growing up. You probably were like. The, like the thought of being buddies with a guy. Well, like my that. older brother's a little more than me, right? I was like, because uh, that was the 70s. So I was right. just kind of a kid, a kid, kid. You know, my yeah. brothers loved it. They couldn't believe that I was, that Bob Ganey had called me to do something. Here's a fact uh, Bob Ganey and I each played on the same hockey team in Peterborough, Ontario. He at one point played for Immaculate Conception, and so did I in church league hockey. Okay. Always got to one up me with the gamey yeah. stories, don't you? I've only met him once. I never got tickets from the guy. That is unreal. I can't believe you were there for the Patrick Watt jersey retirement. Not just there, like at it, like it, yeah, like behind, behind. He was, he it was, was my favorite. Covering I was, you, <laughs> I was a Habs fan until they traded him. Until he had his blow up and. So, uh, let me ask I'm you about here. this. So Dan grew up a Habs fan, yeah, and he abandoned the Habs. Wow, I've never heard of that in my life. Yeah, it's I like, still find it fascinating that you did that. Yeah, I grew up with first a Steve Penny fan, and then that transitioned to Patrick Waugh, and then I'm like, I, uh, and, that was a free and then they never got a good goaltender again. <laughs> yeah, <that's> a, <laughs> okay. I, right. yeah, I don't know if you've watched recently, yeah, Dan. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's like a Starbucks closing. Like, I don't even know. That's like losing money selling drugs, Dan. I don't know. <laughs> right. could, you, could you go back? Like, couldn't you go back? Would you allow him to come back to the oh, fold yeah. as a Habs you're always, fan? You're yeah. never not a Habs fan. You're just spending some I still have some time away from Montreal. I still have a Steve Penny number thirty-seven jersey I made myself with felt on the back. Love it. Well, yeah. that's diehard. That the, I remember going to a Leafs Habs game and the, Le- the Habs running like seven-one, and uh, a Leaf fan hammered stumbles into the bathroom as you do, and and he's he's beside it's all Habs fans and this one guy, and he's like, all right, all right, you guys got us tonight, but <laughs> but you, you got to admit that the Leaf fan are the best fans in hockey. That's what he says in the, <laughs> in the, in the bathroom. And, and, and there's just the sound, the, the sound of piss, really. And then, and then one Frenchman going, eh, maybe the most patient. And it was the greatest <laughs> line. And then he just left. He could have done a mic drop if he had a mic, but he didn't because he was holding his beer. <laughs> that so, is true. They are very patient. patient. There was just the sound of piss. Just the sound of piss. That's my next book, actually. <laughs> Steve Patterson's The Sound of... It sounds more like a musical. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, we have a question. fans from Hamilton. <laughs> That's right. So you do a lot of live shows. We, yes. We're new at this. Uh, we've what uh, got four in our back pocket. No, five, if you count the Ottawa show. Yeah, how do you guys find them? Uh, they're great, but um, we were told to have a rider. Right. For each theater. We got made fun of by our booking agent because we had like, I don't know, a couple of bottles of wine and some chips, yeah. some old Dutch chips. He's like, guys, this is embarrassing. Yeah. So we had to get more food. What is on your rider when you go to a theater? I don't ask for anything. I make fun of people that have oh, extensive wow. riders. We were told to Ours have is it. getting bigger and bigger. Good for you guys. Yeah. No <laughs> one's, sadly, no one's ever told me to do that. Sometimes they just think, I think they think I'm coming with a bunch of people all the time. Right. And like I'm an not. entourage so, yeah. of people who are taking care of your every need. Yeah, like I've shown up and there's been like a buffet like that they expected a hockey team <laughs> and it's just me. And I'm like, You've know. got your luggage just putting all <laughs> the food should. in. Like I eat half a, like 12 got pieces these, of pizza. I'm all like, these Tupperware pieces around yeah. stuff and stuff. In all there. right then, I'll have 20 beers. <laughs> but so no, I, it's no I don't do I don't do the, the extensive riders. What, um, 
we, we it, what's interesting is in the limited number of shows we've done, we've done some really old theaters, yeah, and then some really new, beautiful new theaters. Mm-hmm. And I almost like the old theaters better, even better. though some of the taps on the sinks and the bathrooms came off when I turned. Them. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a charm to were the you old. In Red Deer? Were you yeah, we were Red Deer. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. We were in, we in <laughs> the city between Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah. No, but I, but. Uh, I mean, new theaters are nice, but there's such a charm to these. We were at the Vogue in Vancouver, and it was, it's such an old theater, and the green room is such a dump, and I just loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like playing like uh, Massey Hall that they're re- obviously renovating. Yeah, now, that's right. It's such a, everyone wants to play there, but the backstage, it's just, it's nothing. It's like you're in an alley. Yeah, but it's, there's uh, no room back there. But, but and the you know the 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 seats themselves have probably seen better days, but uh, they were tight. They it was were, a tight fit. They, yeah, there. It was yeah like everyone your, was like my was, size back and then. And then there were some <laughs> obstructed views, I remember, oh, on the second that. balcony. I would have been a giant back in those days, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I fit into everything. All the old seats uh, at the Big O and uh, in uh, Montreal, they had small seats there, too. Um, we should do a new Gulliver's Travels with Dan O'Toole. <laughs> Here's the thing I like that uh, I've... Uh, Come to love about the uh, the podcast tours being live, mm-hmm. the stage crews. Oh yeah, because they're just fascinating. It's like their own little family. Everyone, oh, yeah. it's I just sit back and watch them. But isn't isn't the uh, I love the I love the people at the theaters. Although they never done anything like I've I'll uh, I've got a few songs I'll do during a show and I'll sing my guts out for a sound check because I think I want to get it ready. No never, reaction, nothing. nothing. Yes, but they've then I, seen it all. They've seen it. But <laughs> then I brought my daughter when she was four and she just sang Moana into the thing like just on it for two seconds and they're like and they're captivated a tear in their eyes right. you can see one guy's got something going yeah. on and i'm like come on man and you're like you like that she yeah. can't even sing can't, really that one's not even her song yeah, that's right. she um, didn't write that <laughs> give me that not mic the songwriter but do you get uh i always hear that thing like uh uh, you, it's good to get nervous. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you want to get a. You, you, if you're not nervous, it's bad. Yes. Is that after all the shows that you've done, stand up and debaters and everything? That, are you at this point just like all right, whatever? Like no, no. I agree. If you're not ner- nervous, you don't care. I think you need to be nervous to care. It means you give a shit, right? right. And uh, I, I love when I see comics that have been doing it a long, long time that are still putting it on for like they're doing a seven minute gala set and they're working the crap out of it and all the all the beats of it because they want to. When you're on the stage with the with the best, you don't want to be the worst, <laughs> right? But so, like, I think that the live thing, you guys must feel that the energy. Oh, it's great! Of it. Isn't you're that- in a room full of like-minded people. You you're at your events. People didn't stumble into it. They know the show. Yeah. They know the material. Uh, obviously, it's going to be new, but they're on your side from the yes. beginning. That's yeah. the best part. That's the greatest. Is they're not just showing up for a night of comedy at the Legion. God bless the Legion's love the Legion. <laughs> but do you not find this? This was pointed out to me recently. We're um, doing the Legion, Saskatoon. I, I should make that. Not t- doing the Broadway <laughs> theater. We're at the Legion. They were talking about it on Stern, how stand-up comics, they've got to rely on the room. They're like, okay, if they don't like it, then then I'm dead. Meanwhile, a musical act can go out. They just have to play the songs people already know. They're going through it. They don't have to do anything new. Yeah, I agree with that. That's why I think my job is more difficult than Paul McCartney's. (laughs) I've always said that. I've always said that. (laughs) And I think the songs are a bit simplistic. Like, yeah, Paul McCartney's like, I just got to play this song again. They're going to like it. He's got to have some stage banter. I mean, he's got to do that. Yeah. I don't know if he does. Nah, he probably doesn't. (laughs) There there are two schools of thought on, uh, you know, they say... They say you always play your 
gold record when you're a you know music act. But then I've had that that uh, passed on to me for comedy by some people. Like you got to play the joke. That, that, like people didn't come for the joke. They've seen that joke. Yeah. Like they're yeah. like you you want to sometimes people like like something and you start to do it but switch it up a bit live you know like how how often do you turn over your act well i do so many different shows that i'm opening with different material all the all the time right and that's i kind of like that so i don't really tour my one hour around right in the theater too much i, I think i'm getting ready for one next year oh I, I should know that but uh <laughs> but I, I because i don't the other thing I love about touring with Debaters Live is I'm not doing an hour of my material. I'm doing right. some stand-up, but I've been doing like 20 minutes of stuff, and it's a holiday tour, so I'm doing holiday stuff. And then I don't have to worry that that I'm, the people have seen it because I'm only doing it on this tour. Right. What, what are the right. jokes like? Santa, what a dick. Yeah, yeah. mostly. Yeah, I want yeah. to make all the children so that come cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Rudolph, the, all the other reindeers were Arse, I prefer arseholes. I soften it. Oh, arseholes, yeah. Right. That's my dad's yeah. favorite word. <laughs> it's you like, stupid arse. It's the first word <laughs> my dad taught me, actually. Um, no, I I, uh, I I love doing uh, new new material, and that's what's great about the debaters, I think, is people are seeing it. Like, the comics have written stuff right. for this, but they're performing it for the first time, and then they'll never be doing it again. So and have you... I mean, there has to have been some debaters' live shows where... As you said, like obviously they prepare some jokes ahead of time. There has to to have been a, a guy who just went off the rails. Oh yeah, right. Just was like <laughs> you came in, you're like, okay, he's got all the stuff, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there like, what the f- is he? Where going? is he gone? Where the, is he going? The weirdest one we ever did was at Just for Laughs, and we decided to try to go all international on people that didn't. Not only didn't get the format, but one of them at least didn't get the language. He was a German stand-up. You know how the Germans love their, love their stand-up. And, uh, and he just didn't get the concept. And he only had... He only, he only came to the festival with his act. And somehow we signed him on to do the debate. So I don't even remember what they were debating. But it was him against Andrew Maxwell, a hammered Irish comic. Like he just came from an all-night party and stood in front of them. And the, the German guy just kept doing his act. So I would ask like a, like a question. I'm like, what do you get when you combine this and this? And he would go into a two-minute bit that wasn't about Hitler. Anything. That's it. He would go into a bit that wasn't about anything okay, we that get I was it. talking We get it. Hitler, yes. Yeah. Anything else. Audience, because sometimes that can work. It the chaos like, can work. Eventually, it came together, but it right. was the weirdest thing. At one point, they were both were speaking German because the Irish guy, well, or he might have been and might not have been. I don't know. Right. But it was. I love when it goes off the rails because then it's uh you don't know what's going to happen. I love that feeling, and that's, that's what a podcast. You know, that's what you want. Like that's why people go to see those and see what's going to happen. It's like a live sport, right? Yeah. It's not like, uh, or it's like our show. I mean, our, my favorite moments of our show. Last week we had something happen on our show where Dan didn't know, and this happens every night. <laughs> Dan didn't know that a, a scoreboard was coming up or a, a board with some stats on it, and he said it. And then I said afterward, it would be so great. If we could just have a show, a spinoff show, where Dan just narrated boards that he didn't realize were going to be there. And the second I said that, that same board came up again on screen accidentally. The technical director of the switcher accidentally brought it up. And I thought they did it on purpose. And I, lo- and I was like, that was brilliant. Those guys are so great. And then right we it. get to commercial break, and producer Tim's like, well, we got to fix that up. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, we up i'm like no but that was hilarious to him like we have to keep that and we got into a screaming match 
because I was like, that's the moment. That's, that's the show, our show man. right there. Yeah. That's the show. That the the stuff that goes wrong. That's the best part. Right? The the joy that y- uh, you get at Dan's pain is one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the show. And like the segment where where Dan was put in a in a headlock. By, by Stu, Stu Grimson. Grimson. Stu Grimson. Yeah, I yeah. could have watched that all day. <laughs> like that was uh he's the way I did what a man that guy look he's he's got it all together. He yeah. is a, he's a monster a, a licensed attorney in Nashville. Really? He is looks like he's a, not a, a monster. Yeah, he looks he's fantastic. Steve Tyler, but if he didn't do drugs. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. He looks uh, put together for a guy who got his lights punched out well, for fourteen straight years. Yeah. And and couldn't have been a nicer guy. He was a great broadcaster. He was the first Predators color guy. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why he moved to Nashville. That's where he's still there. That's where he ended his career. But he was great. Speaking yeah. of guys who have themselves put together, guess who we are going to interview right now on the TV side? I don't know. Timu Solani. Oh, lovely. Yes. Is he tonight? <clears throat> he is tonight. He's uh, pitching a book. So we're oh, gonna. He's got uh, a book out. Yeah. I was trying to get on the air, but. Probably network. You got bump. Network, you got the team issues. Like yeah, the finish, I, uh, the finish flash finished me. <laughs> yeah, he uh, and producer Tim too. It should be. Should was be it noted. Tim? I thought it was a different producer. No, Tim it was Zangry? a producer above Tim. But yeah. I feel like Tim also is a convention right. about it. Well, I'm throwing Tim out of the bus left. And you know, right here. I, Tim, if you're listening, and I think you're contractually obligated to. <laughs> yeah, he, does. Uh, he does listen. Yeah, he does I, listen. Uh, um, you know, I I have no. Uh, no remorse. I uh, would love to have Jay and Dan on our CBC network, but this tour that I'm promoting is not CBC affiliated. No, and we should mention yeah. the tour uh, before you go. That'd be lovely. It's called the Debaters Live Holiday Tour. Tickets are at debaterslive.com. It's all s***ing on Santa. It's That's all, the subset it's of a, the title. It's, yes. I some of me pissing on Santa Claus is the opening number. Um, it's not, not easy. Um, but yeah, debaterslive.com. We're starting in Nanaimo, working our way across. How to, many stops? Uh, I think 13 or something. Wow. 13. Lucky 13. Is there a city on the tour you have not been to yet? On this tour, um, there's Abbotsford, BC. Oh, okay. We got that going on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're doing two at the uh, NAC in Ottawa. I'm looking forward to that. We'll, oh, yeah. We've done maybe Ottawa. Justin Trudeau will be there. That'd be, that'd be that'd wonderful be nice. work, Steve Patterson. <laughs> Didn't he perform? You were brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's we're, we just started the show. It's uh, <laughs> started, Justin. You don't have to yell. So, um, I yeah. guess that's it. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. That was fun. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. I, chat. Do you want to leave us, leave us with your best insurance joke? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, only had the, I only had the one. I was able to... I was able to I, I talk or not? Are we done? Are we done? Uh, no, we're no, still, no, we're still talking. Yeah. We go until uh, we leave the we studio. Do, yeah, yeah. yeah, until we walk Well, no, it was here. just the greatest to be... To be uh, <laughs> Randomly at the thing that he had lied about being <laughs> in, Saskatchewan. in Saskatchewan, <laughs> and just to be like, well, you guys must feel pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, at this time next week, you are either going to have a prime minister who almost completed all the training <laughs> in this industry on your side, or you're going to have a new applicant who is again almost completed Not all of the. Done. He's almost there. Yeah. <laughs> 
You must have killed that. It night. was fun. It oh, was man. it was fun, but uh, not as fun as this, guys. And uh, you know, if you, you say hi to Timu for me, he doesn't know me, but he probably knows Bob Ganey, and I know him. So. Do you want to come across with us when we interview? And him? just look at Timu. Yeah, just hang yeah. out. Just stare at him. And we'll just walk across the parking lot. We could do. Could we do a scrum lurkers, but for your segment? <laughs> yes, you could just lurk I'll in be, the background. <laughs> be the side, I actually love this uh, idea. Yeah. Side chair lurker. <laughs> if you, if. If we actually did that, that would be incredible. Tim will not allow that. <laughs> but we don't have to tell him. Oh, he's going to know. He's going to find yeah, out. Yeah, he probably would know. Tim. Okay, do you want to come with us? We'll go over I'll, there I'll right walk now. across with you. Sure. Okay, let's do Thanks, it. Maybe guys. he'll have some all steaks because right. he runs a steakhouse, right? Yeah. And, uh, if you run a steakhouse, you carry steaks all the time. <laughs> that's right? how, I think Team that's how it works. Yeah. yeah, they're finished steaks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so not exactly it, sure how that, that, that changes things. seal. That's right. It's freshly prepared seal. Okay, well. Um, Thanks, Steve. Thank hey, you guys. don't forget, uh, we're in Saskatoon oh. the weekend, what, November 2nd? This Friday. This, this Friday. This Friday. Um, and that's show sold out, but we're in Winnipeg. I think there's like uh, a handful of tickets left. That's the Garrick. This, you ever did, did yep. a show at the Garrick? Garrick? Yeah, yeah nice theater. Lovely. Every, yeah. I love Winnipeg. I do love Winnipeg. I love performing yeah. there. November 2nd. We did find out there are no direct flights from Saskatoon to Winnipeg. Well, so. there are, but... They don't go when we need them. Yeah, right. it goes We're very early. Get, you guys got a tour bus? We got to get up at 5.30 in the morning yeah. and fly to Calgary. <laughs> then we got to wait two hours at the airport, then get on another plane and fly to Winnipeg. You guys should get a jet. Why We're backtracking. We're backtracking. Yeah. That, to get that to Saturday show will be interesting. <laughs> a lot of insurance jokes recycled from Steve Patterson's act. We might just play this podcast while we sleep That's on stage. <laughs> That's not, they're not, I can see their lips moving. It's not synced up. <laughs> All right, yeah. So eventbrite.ca. Uh, let's get let's fill the Garrick this Saturday night. It's going to be wild. We might be asleep, but you're going to have a good time. Safe trick or treating. I'm going to be a beekeeper. Apparently, it's going to be a torrential downpour. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Steve, freezing rain. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be it's, it's going to be hell. Carnage. 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 I'm going as Timu. Family's just throwing candy out the door. <laughs> just take it. Yeah. Get away. Put, putting it through the mail. <laughs> Close the door. Pick one of these. <laughs> Okay, see you next week. Thanks, and guys. see you Saskatoon and Winnipeg. They're going home.
This is the Jay and Dan Podcast. 